I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and I'm here to start this journey. I really hate birds. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, the only online listening experience to Brandon today. I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Uh, I'm also joined by Dave. You could follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And because it's Chris's birthday, you could follow him on Twitter at Chris Dog, even though he doesn't really tweet. So you can follow his band, Carve Your Niche, on Twitter at C-Y-N Band. Uh, Dave, how are you doing this morning, or this late afternoon, or this early uh, afternoon, I should say, not late afternoon? Well, I am doing excellent. And uh, since you mentioned Chris, happy birthday, Chris. And don't forget to go check out Carve Your Niche April 26th. At KJ Farrell's in uh, in Belmore, it, New it's, York. It's Farrell. How many times? Do I know, I... right? I don't know why I always do that. Farrell. KJ Farrell. Like KJ Farrell's. Yeah. In uh, Belmore, New York. Go check them out. Go see his band, Carve Your Niche. And yeah, Facebook.com slash Carve Your Niche. Yeah. So how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. You always wait for me to say that too, and it's mad awkward. It's not mad awkward because I, like because I end up I end up like rambling on something really? and then there'll be silence because you'll like no but not there wasn't a, there wasn't how you're doing. this week there wasn't a lot of silence so silence remember that was what Damien Sandow used to say I don't know who that is you should but anyway uh, comments questions this week we have one from Jasmine. She writes in saying, what's up, guys? Sorry, I've been away for a while. I'm settling. Yeah, settling. I thought it said setting for a second. Settling into my new office and taking care of multiple things. Thanks so much for keeping me entertained, though. Uh, sorry, that says through it all with your podcast. So I saw the videos that Eva Marie uploaded to Instagram of her training with the Brian Kendrick. And I have to say, I am very happy that she is putting in work. I was doubtful when she first came up, but I am glad that she is at least trying and wish her nothing but the best. Uh, we should cover that first. Yeah, um, I'm very happy that she is putting that effort, but I'm not surprised either. I'm kind of more surprised that people are surprised by this. Like, she, oh, I, think I, think, she, I only think people are surprised because of how awful WWE put her on TV as. Yeah, no, I think that they really set her, they kind of set her up to fail. Right. And I feel like they kind of, that wasn't right of them. I mean, they really based it all off of her looks as opposed to her in-ring ability and mic skills. Right, when she, I believe her first match in the ring on Raw was basically she had, what, a month of training, two months of training or something Maybe something maybe really something weeks. really off that she shouldn't have been in the ring, but yeah. But I mean, as you said, it's very good to see her in the ring with Brian, the Brian Kendrick, and that's awesome that WWE reached out to Kendrick to be doing this. 
Um, I'm curious as to, I guess maybe she lives in Cali. Yeah, I guess I think she does live in California. So yeah, so it looks like she's probably traveling to uh, Kendrick's uh, school and training there a little bit. Yeah, but I, I know she, if she's putting in that time, it's and it's it really shows that. I mean, what what do they really post? They posted a Hara Karana. They posted her Chain taking bumps. Yeah, so that her she has to work on that uh, leapfrog though. Yeah, that's uh, kind of a low uh, a low leap. I don't know. I feel like that's if you're not to say anything wrong, but I feel like that's going to be a potential dangerous part for another diva to get under. Yeah. Um, but I think that she's going. I said this back when she debuted, and people were crapping all over her. I think that she's going to be something really good. She has the look. She has she has everything going for her. All she has to do is put the together in the ring, and I think she's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I do hope. I hope that she proves a lot of people wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jasmine also went on to say, I also wanted to mention and ask you guys about Dana Brooks' debut on NXT this past week. I personally thought it wasn't the best match, but she's just starting and there may still be room to grow. What did you guys think? I was I was a fan of, I mean, I was a fan of a few things that she did, but I do, I'm not going to... Uh, go blind to the fact that it was a little bit of a slow pace and it looked like she was pretty green. I, I, mean, I just, I wasn't impressed. For somebody that's being built the way she is, or build the way she's built, how, oh, like she's built, I, she's this brick house oh yeah, person. She, she, she has a beautiful uh, she body. She shows off all her muscles. They talk about how she was part of the Arnold Classic and there's, um, there's like no power moves there. I like mean, there wasn't yeah, really I, much to that match. I think that she does have to work on adding more power moves, power moves, power moves to her uh, arsenal. <laughs> did, did power I, moves just appear in your house or something? Yeah, I did like her entrance though. I know Brandon, you did. I didn't. I, 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 I don't understand. To the ramp. Is that even a cartwheel? I don't think it's a cartwheel. Whatever she did to the ramp, I was a fan of. I didn't get it, and she did it twice. I guess once she was door, uh, by the ring or in the ring at one point. So. Oh, gotcha. I just don't understand, like, is she a gymnast? What's your gimmick? You're a strong woman. Strong women, I don't think, should be doing okay. both. I, I, I understand your uh, your disapproval with that, then. Just because it is a mixed uh, mix of two different um, backgrounds, I guess. Which I guess is fine, but I also, <laughs> I don't, I just didn't get it. Yeah, but I did like her finisher. The, uh, I what is it, um... Cradle shop without the hook. I don't know. I guess I, I said Falcon it's kind of Arrow, like a Michinuku, a fireman, a, a fireman carry to a Michinuku driver. And you can't say that to a, a Falcon Arrow. No, it's not a Falcon Arrow. Well, like the Falcon Arrow is the same finish as the Mikinoku, isn't it? Yeah, it's Michinoku. the same finish, but that's from a suplex. Yeah, well, so is a I mean, you Michinoku say, driver, I think, isn't is it? Is that a tasty sweet? No. Michinoku driver is a scoop slam. Is it a tasty sweet? I don't know what a tasty what sweet is. Maybe that's Headcase's finisher. Uh, I, don't, balls I don't Headcase? Like, come on. You can't quiz me on that. <laughs> uh, ball, balls Mahoney. I think that may have been his finisher where he gets them up like that and then... I don't know. I only remember Balls doing the balls, 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 balls. Oh, wait. No, balls. Okay. Maybe it's not. But I, I, was a, I liked it. 
but well. I, I thought I thought the move that she did the the handspring like foot choke was cool, but it, I just that's not necessary. I think that the person in that match that really looked good was Blue Pants. Yeah, I think that she she looked really good. And for someone that's not on the roster uh, to be used to, for the amount that she is and getting the reaction that she is with the crowd. I'm not going to be surprised if something's offered to her. What's going to happen the day she wears green pants? Mines will be blown. <laughs> I, I'm, I, just, I'm just What confused. is it, the I-S-E? Yeah, the I-S-E-C. Yeah, they're getting a flip. The Internet Sports Entertainment Community? Come on, WWE, what is that? Jeez. Don't try and take <laughs> the IWC and change it. Actually, please do, because they're going to be probably really pissed at it. I saw a lot of people saying uh, WWE changed our name. That's funny. <laughs> But uh, but with the the uh, blue pants, I, where how did that come about? Where Cass is singing her theme song, I would love to know how that happened. What do you mean why Cass is the one that's singing the theme song, the Price is Right song? Really? Yeah, that's funny. And they even mentioned it on NXT. They were like, "I wonder if Big Cass gets royalties every time." <laughs> I just I that's that's weird. I just love the fact that they probably brought her in as with no idea of her doing anything but one match, and she got such a great reaction that she's yeah. How did back. how did she get over more over than Mia Yim? I really I think it's just her gimmick. I mean, she look what she's wearing to the ring. She's dressing up as if she's an X Men. Right. I mean, and I think that it kind of not only are you grasping the wrestling fans that know her past. But you are also grasping those uh, comic book fans and people that don't really that don't know her. But once you see the X Men, you're like, oh, okay, I'm intrigued. Let me find out more about her. And then you're building up. But I think she's doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine also went on to say, saying, I also think that the divas really have been given more time to shine as of late, which I think is great. I'm really interested to see what else they have for Naomi now that she has turned. I think that this turn could be uh, really good for her. What are your thoughts about this? Thanks again for being awesome as always. Smiley face at reverse enemsage. Uh, yeah, I think it's great that they've been giving divas more time to shine. Uh, sometimes the wrong divas get that time to shine though. But yeah. uh, I know Layla and Emma had a good match on main event, I think it was, this past week. So Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the way that they're all being booked. Even though, like, I'm, a, I'm becoming a fan of watching Cameron just because of her, yeah. her reactions and whatever. But I'm very happy to see what's going on with Naomi. A long time ago, I think all of us, me, you, you me, and maybe Chris when he was on the show, we were talking about how we wanted to see Naomi turn heel. And we thought that it would be the best thing for her, and that never. I don't recall saying that, but I think, or maybe it was just me. But I remember it was a while ago that I that we were talking about her turning heel, and then she ended up going with the Usos. Yeah, but so. I think this is gonna be a big thing for her. Well it, deserved it's not, too. I don't think it's make it or break it, but I well, I I don't know. I don't think it's make it or break it. I, I kind of feel like it is with WWE, though, how it's make it or break it, where it's like some days she'll be used, some days she won't. This, now we know that she'll be used, which is kind of confusing because will she be put into that Extreme Rules match? 
What or Extreme Rules match? pay-per-view match, I should say, because it's not an Extreme Rules match between Nikki and Paige. Oh, uh, so I don't. I hope she doesn't, and I hope that she just gets the winner of that match. Um, or or maybe she'll end up interfering, costing uh, Paige her uh, opportunity. And I wouldn't mind seeing. I love seeing uh, side feuds in the division of the, the Divas division. So I wouldn't mind seeing Paige feud with Naomi without the title being evolved. But see, that's the thing. Like, I don't. I wouldn't consider that a side feud, especially if she's gonna cost her a match or if she, because it's already about the number one contendership. So mm-hmm. that's to me, that's part of that big feud. So I'm fine with that, regardless. Which is one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, let's move on to some independent wrestling. All right, let's do it up. Where do you want to start? Uh, Five Borough Wrestling took this took place this past Friday in Brooklyn, New York. It was Five Borough Wrestling taps out to cancer in memory of greatness. Um, how do you want to do this? You want to just read down the list? Yeah, we could we could do whatever you want. Uh, we saw Rude Boy Riley pick up a victory against um, Smiley and Anthony Gangon. Yeah. Um... From what it reads, it was a good match. Definitely, uh, Rude Boy Riley making a lot of, uh, making a pretty big name for himself on the independent scene on the East Coast, uh, little by little. Yeah, I believe this was his return match to Five Borough Wrestling. Yeah, so out. I think keep your eye on Rude Boy Riley in 2015, 2016. Um, you also had Red Titus taking on Amazing Red. Amazing Red picking up the victory. Yeah, and we saw Caleb Connolly taking on Talon, where uh, Talon picked up that win there. Uh, you had a triple threat match. David Starr taking on Tony Nice, taking on Andrew Everett, and Andrew Everett, the debuting Andrew Everett, and Andrew Everett picking up the victory following a reverse Hurricanrana. Um, he's uh, someone that you should be familiar with for sure. I mean, you should know all these wrestlers, but Andrew Everett. He's going to be a name that you're going to know for a long time. We also saw Alvin Alvarez and TJ Marconi team up to take on Mega Muscle. That is Mike Verna and Big O. And uh, they actually picked up the victory there. Mega Muscle, that is. Uh, you had JT Dunn taking on Paul London. What is Paul- it? Is it like Starman Paul London or what is that? He comes out in the spacesuit now. Does he? Yeah. And he walks slow and walks around. I don't know, but he did pick up the victory in this match following a shooting star for us. Yeah. Uh, we also we saw a Brooklyn street fight between Casanova, Valentine, and Joe Etel, which ended in a no contest because uh, before a winner was decided, Stockade came out and hit everybody in that match with a, or both people, I should say, with a steel chair, knocked them out. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Joey Tell versus Casanova Valentine versus Stockade in a maybe a hardcore match or what about a uh, what is it a, a chain match triple a chain threat match. chain triple on. threat chain match why a chain match I don't know just something that's how about a chair a match bell, how about a it, chair a cow, match a cowbell match yeah but why a cowbell match I don't know just because it's triple threat keep all of them. Uh, Wait, uh, can you do that? Have we? I don't know. I, we I saw that tag cool. team one once, right? Yeah, we saw a tag team. How can you actually have a? Three Why not? Team? All you have to do is hook in, hook a, 
a ring in into the center. But I wonder how, like, because chain. I think it would look are, cool. Chain matches are different throughout the wrestling world, though. I feel like because yeah. the one that WWE has, you get to touch the corners. Yeah, it depends on where you're going. I mean, WWE is. Well, no, that's a. Or is that match. always? Well, that's also now the Russian chain match. Oh, that's which I well, I mean they had they've had Russian chain matches in the past. Yeah, but Indian strap match was where you touch the corners. Well, I think that's how a Russian. I don't think chain, chain matches match go like I, that. But that's I, I how the know. this Russian chain match is going to go. Yeah, well, that's how it went. I think when they had it, Bruno San Martino versus Ivan Koloff, maybe. Cool. I'm not, I'm not too positive with that. Can't wait for that. We also saw. Um, Brian Myers taking on Trevor Lee there. Uh, so I got to see some of that through uh, Brian Myers' show on YouTube, Making Towns with Brian Myers. Go check it out. Brian Myers picked up the victory here. Yeah, you also had triple threat tag team action. Flawless and Lawless taking on Milk Chocolate and taking on the Beaver Boys. The winners stealing a victory. Flawless and Lawless. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then there to make his very first independent wrestling match after WWE or after NXT, which is the same thing as WWE, CJ Parker, who is now going as CJP, uh, wrestled the Five Bar Wrestling World Champion, Papadon. And uh, Papadon went and picked up that victory there. Yeah, rocked him with the Shining Wizard, and your winner is Papadon. Yeah. You also had CZW, Best of the Best 2014 take place as well. Yeah. Uh, some of the matches in the elimination round, the elimination round, which was all uh, three uh, triple threat matches, well, a uh, uh, triple threat elimination match. Um, you had Tommy Ed defeat Aaron, uh, Aaron Williams and Caleb Conley. We saw Jonathan Gresham take on Tracy Williams and Trevor Lee. Jonathan Gresham picked up the victory there. You had Mike Bailey defeating Andrew Everett and Bucks Belmar. CJP defeated Joe Gacy and Joey Janela. And then following that, so we'll move on to the uh, semifinal matches. Uh, Jonathan Gresham defeated Tommy End. And Mike Bailey went on to defeat CJP. Yeah, and then in the finals, Mike Bailey defeated Jonathan Grisham to become the uh, best of the best 2014 champion. Yeah. Um, you also had a Connor Claxton death match trial series, ultra violent scaffold death match. Uh, Devin Moore defeating Connor Claxton. And the CZW Tag Team Championships were on the line. OI4K were defending their championships against Nation of Intoxication, and that match went to a no contest. Yeah. Um, and that's all the results that we have for you. Also, at JCW, Jersey Championship Wrestling, they had a tag team tournament, and Nick Gage made his return to professional wrestling. I, th I think we could say, right? Nick effing Gage, right? Yeah, we can, I guess that is his name, Nick effing Gage. Uh, made his return to professional wrestling starting out with JCW. So you can go check them out in all of their future events. Yeah. <coughs> um, you good there? Yeah. It's again that, that whole thing. What if you choke? Do you have a chair that's sturdy enough? 
I don't think so. I, I, would, I would probably pull like a Matt Foley and throw myself through my table unintentionally. He, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was going to say he threw himself through a table. Oh, that's funny because I know what you think. Well, yeah, obviously. But uh, upcoming events, uh, next Sunday, April 26th. Is that April 26th? Yeah, I, I don't so. know why I'm covering that first. April 25th, let's start with that. All right. We have uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate taking place at the Rahway Rec Center, uh, 8 p.m. Tickets are available at the door. What are some matches we got going on here? Some matches we got going on here. We got the PWS Suicidal Six-Way title on the line as Habib taking on Craven Varro, Bobby Wayward, Matt McIntosh, Johnny Howell, and Eddie Kingston. We have Kevin Matthews taking on Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts. I don't know how often he wrestles anymore, but he's he's in know. a good amount. He's in a good amount of matches now, surprisingly. And that DDP think, yoga definitely seems to be paying off. Yeah, it's pretty safe to say that he. I think every event that he's been at for a while, he's been getting in the ring. If it's even just for a match or uh, having an altercation with someone and laying out DDT, he's been getting very active. Yeah. Um, you have a Triforce match for the PWS Tag Team Championships as the handicapped heroes defend against the former champions, the Reynolds brothers, uh, Kyle and Alex, and Team 3D. So I think we know who we're pulling for in this match. Yeah, hopefully somebody goes through a table. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. The Reynolds brothers, <laughs> yeah. completely. We also have Larry Zabisco coming out of retirement, Mr. Uh, Hall of Famer this year. Uh, teaming up with CPA to take on Aesthetic Enterprise. Call me crazy, I got no interest in seeing Larry Zabisco wrestle. <laughs> at all. I mean, I'm fine with seeing him behind a little table signing autographs. I got no interest in seeing him in that ring. I don't know, it's cool. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's cool. Eh, I'm good. Well, speaking of being good, no, that's there's no there's no segue there. <laughs> we have the Bodequa Bodequa Beast, Dan Mop taking on Brian Cage. Yeah, you're also gonna have the TV title tournament round two matches. I'm just gonna go through two of them. Uh, Devin Moore taking on the lifeguard with Ash Ashley Misaro if she shows up. Yeah, and you have the <laughs> drunken swashbuckler taking on Brian Myers. Yeah, we also are going to see Starman taking on Delroy with uh, New Jack in his corner and Chris Payne versus Anthony Bowens, former uh, members of the Untouchables. Uh, hmm. Should we say the new Starman? I don't know. Eh, we don't have to say the new Starman. Starman, Starman. Starman. We're also going to be seeing Amazing Red taking on Shinron. Uh, the yeah. And then the uh, PWS Championship will be on the line. Mario Bocaro will be defending it against Falaba. Yeah, so make sure you check that out Sunday, April 25th in Rahway, New Jersey. Yeah, and remember Mick Foley's their general manager. Terry Funk's making an appearance. Superfly Jimmy Snuka is going to be there. Definitely uh, check everything out. And then uh, Sunday, April 26th at in Hazleton, Pennsylvania at the Sanctuary Pro PA. Uh, we're going to be seeing, uh, you guys could go, if you're, I guess you're a pro wrestler, uh, and Ethan Carter the third will be doing a clinic from 12 to 3, so that's 30 bucks. do that. Uh, they have open sanctuary tryouts, which is free, uh, from 3 to 4, 
And then the event, we're going to be seeing uh, Atu taking on Damian Gibbs for the Sanctuary Championship. Atu, of course, is the champion. Should be a very interesting match. I mean, yeah. I I don't know what the heck Gibbs is thinking. I would never want to step into the ring with uh, with their champion, Atu. Yeah, the God King, Atu. He yeah. is undefeated, I believe. So Yeah, he is undefeated in the Sanctuary. Yeah, so check that out this Sunday in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. That's 172 North Wyoming Street, Hazleton, Pennsylvania, the Sanctuary. All right, let's get to a musical interlude. Here is from our favorite band, Carve Your Niche. The song is titled Back Burner, and we'll be back here on Marking Out. Here on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 219. You just heard Back Burner by Carve Your Niche. Again, happy birthday to Chris. Yeah, don't forget to check them out at KJ Farrell's uh, April 26th in Balmore, New York. 
And then on May 26th, which is my birthday. Again, you're putting yourself over. <laughs> you can go check them out at Soul Sounds in Sayville, New York. Also, um, go ahead over to carveyourniche.bandcamp.com and you can book them at carveyourniche.band at gmail.com. And yeah, twitter.com slash cynband. Go check them out. Go support them. Um, I guess let's get on to some sports entertainment and we can discuss some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. You know, I I probably could have stalled on that for another five seconds before I realized what you were waiting to be set up for. (laughs) Yeah, you're awesome as always and Monday Night Nitro. I always miss my cues. And Um, sometimes your piece, but that's okay. That's a piece. That's a piece and cues joke. Mind your piece and cues. I have no idea where the origin of that happened, but <laughs> um, all right. So about that joke and about Monday Night Raw. Yeah, John Cena opened up the show, which I'm going to say about 99 percent of the crowd was anti Cena, booing him pretty loud, and uh, he got himself a cheap pop by saying that he believes London should get WrestleMania, which that's I... something you've been saying for years. Yeah, I think that that would be an excellent WrestleMania, and I think that would bring in a lot of money. But ha- I, that time-wise, where, like, would you be okay with watching WrestleMania at like 4 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I, that's fine with me. I don't I'm, know. That's, I'm completely to me, that's fi- weird. I don't know. I'm completely fine with that. I mean, are you familiar with how they did it, how they did the uh, <laughs> SummerSlam? Familiar? Was it taped and then aired? That's the thing. I'm, I'm not too sure. It may have been pre-taped. It may have... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. But I'm okay with having uh, WrestleMania start a little bit early. But, I mean, a little bit early is a lot of bit early. But yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm okay with that. I, if it, It'll be an exciting WrestleMania. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what <laughs> I see. The WrestleMania that. stage will be the, the taxi, the taxi, the vintage cab, and the, the phone booth, like times a million. Plus, I think that's the only way I would really be satisfied with seeing British Bulldog inducted. I, I, I don't even... Yeah. I think that that may be the only way that I'm actually satisfied with seeing that sort of a reaction in crowd and everything. Because then you could also have induct a few more uh, uh, UK wrestlers and stuff like that. So I'm, Or like people um, overseas uh, have more overseas inductions. I'm, I'm completely... Completely fine with that. Uh, but John Cena issued his open challenge, and Bad News Barrett came out. And then John Cena went on to defeat Bad News Barrett. Uh, I thought the match was good, but the whole time just left me thinking that I might have been right about what I said the other week, where it seems like they're just going to be taking people who are popular like Dean Ambrose and Stardust before Bad News Barrett, and feeding that to Cena just to lose. I am completely fine with this. I love the fact that John Cena is just in this division as the champion. I'm fine with seeing him defeat Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, etc., etc., because it's John Cena. He deserves to. And well, I but why think does that he deserve excellent, to, though? He's done a lot for the company. He's a million-dollar draw. And I'm completely fine with him being a U.S. champion and successfully defending it. I'm fine with that too. I just I don't know. I feel like there should be other. There's nobody. Who else are you gonna? When you're going into a different division, those are the people that are are going to be wrestling you. 
I mean, those are the people that he will be defeating. I mean, at some yeah. point when he loses to one of them, it's not going to be on a Monday Night Raw. It's going to be either a DQ or something. And then the, when he finally actually loses, it's going to be on a pay-per-view, not on a Raw or a right, SmackDown. Right, so I'm just saying, like, why are they all going to be straight wins? I don't need to see straight wins. I'm completely fine with it. It's still good matches. And it's still, it's still I think, a testing ground. A pro- it's kind of a proving ground match for these other wrestlers that haven't been given the chance to be in that main event role. Now the main event role is the main event wrestler is coming to them instead of them going to the main yeah, event wrestler. But and it, it kind of seems like the same thing happens in every match. So I hey, Like I said, I think that the main eventer is coming to them instead of them going up there, and I'm completely fine with this. It's a proving ground. Well, during the match, Bad News Barrett did that Cactus Jack elbow drop. So for all time's sakes, can, can we hear a bang bang? Bang, bang. I don't know. I thought I was going to laugh at that more. You still sound like Hank Hill to me, but <laughs> I give you kudos to, is that, can I give you kudos? Yeah, kudos, kudos for actually doing the impression. Thank you. Um, not, not often do you do impressions when you're asked, but yeah. I like during, about- during the match though that Bad News Barrett actually got to kick out of an attitude adjustment and hey, then that, come reversed, on. How- reversed the next one and then boom, hit Seen it with the bullhammer. Exactly. So how can you be against? I just I don't understand. Like I, I'm not against. I'm not fully against it. I just don't like the fact that John Cena is taking guys who are super popular, latching on, and boom, defeat, boom, defeat, He's boom, defeat. He's not. Yes, it those is. Are the, those nope, are the people sorry. that are supposed to be in this ch- in this in this match. They These were the they were just in the, the other. US. They were just going for the Intercontinental Championship. So don't tell me that they're in the United States Championship. Okay, but they're run. still in that caliber of wrestlers. I just, I don't. It's your, it's your bad news, Barrett's. It's your Ziggler's. It's your Harper's. It's your Bray Wyatt's. It's going to be those people. It's, it's not, not Bray be... Wyatt's. It's all not right, Bray so Wyatt who, at all. So what is a pro, an appropriate opponent for John Cena to defeat in this U.S. division? I don't know. In I, your mind, I don't know. Exactly. These are the only guys. This is a great opportunity for them. If they put on these excellent matches, unless your name is Damian Sandow, and you put on these excellent matches with John Cena, you're opening up more eyes backstage, and you're really improving that shot that of you getting uh, into that main event roster or main event know. role. Somehow I just don't see that part happening. Maybe I com- that's why. I completely do. I think that this is an excellent opportunity for wrestlers. But uh, after the match, Lana came out and Rusev attacked Cena from behind where they announced a Russian chain match for Extreme Rules. So we will see that. Take and what are, are you familiar with the rules that they announced? We, we went over it at the beginning of the show. Remember when we were covering five bar oh, yeah. wrestling? So it definitely is the uh, yeah. That's what they. That's what Cena said. That consecutively, you have to touch each turnbuckle. Yeah. So, um, next up, you had the Divas Battle Royal, um, featuring a ton of wrestlers. Most Fun, notably, a ton of divas. Yeah, a ton of well, still wrestlers. No divas, um, and yeah. it was for the number one contender match, which Paige won. Yes, it was down to her and Naomi. She eliminated Naomi for the victory. And uh, post-match, Naomi just going crazy on her. Just throwing her into the barricade numerous times. Very uh, relentless on her attack. Yeah, Byron Saxton was interviewing her and out of nowhere came Naomi. Maybe we'll see an out of nowhere shirt for Naomi now. Uh, I'm just kidding. 
I was so. totally joking. But I popped during the match right off the bat as soon as the match started. Michael Cole asked Nikki who she'd like to face. And as a joke that even Booker T laughed at, she answered Rosa Mendez. That's pretty funny. She and goes, Rosa of- Mendez, and Booker T goes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. It's funny and kind of like... Uh, and then she was a, like, no, I'm just... Not kidding. a nice move. Yeah, well, we, yeah. we have the same opinion as for Rosa Mendez. So. <laughs> um, next up, you had the Lucha Dragons defeating the Ascension. And the rea- I, once again, that reaction from the crowd for the Lucha Lucha is just... They, they weren't doing Lucha Lucha. They were fandangoing. They had their fingers pointed up in the air. That's wrong. I saw the Lucha Lucha no, on the no YouTube channel. I just wish this match was longer, though, because it, it's Kalisto, so I want to see more of it. But I love the I fact that... I just want to see an Iron Man match of Kalisto. Maybe Kalisto versus Kalisto, Iron Dude, Man match. Kalisto versus the world. That that could be the next WWE game where it, it could only have one match type where it's Kalisto versus... It's a giant gauntlet match. If you could put Kalisto, Kalisto book him fantasy-wise in one match, what would it be? I, one match. I mean, as of now, I know I feel I tweeted out on I think I tweeted out on Monday that people's minds would melt if it was Adrian Neville versus or sorry Neville versus Kalisto. Well, what about overall wise, like fantasy uh, world wise? You're still gonna go uh, Kalisto Neville? Fantasy like anybody? Yeah, yeah anybody. Mil Moscaris or no? I'm just kidding. We saw that match. Well, I saw that match. Saw that. I popped huge for that match, but. Uh, I, I have to say Rey Mysterio versus Kalisto. Yeah, I agree. I think that that is a big-time fantasy match is Rey Mysterio versus Kalisto. And honestly, I can kind of see Rey Mysterio doing a retirement match against Kalisto. As in like him coming back to WWE? To, yeah. When is yeah. that going to happen, though? That's like I mean, it would probably be maybe two years down the line. Because uh, well, Rey Mysterio Rey- is coming to the end of his career. Yeah, and I feel like he's one of those wrestlers that he would wrestle, put over a young talent like Kalisto, especially comparing uh, with the comparisons of the two and everything. This isn't like a Stone Cold versus CM Punk. This is a this Kalisto is a split image of a young Rey Mysterio, and I really think that would be a fantastic retirement match. But uh, in regards to this match, though, I have to say that I'm really liking the fact that we get to see new faces on Raw. And yeah, I, I was I was thinking that too during I, well yeah. I think the ascension is much better now. Now that they're not cutting those promos, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that maybe I'm uh, more of a car- a fan of the current ascension because the the WWE 2K15 they're awesome to play as. Yeah, I think the ascension is finally uh, starting to carve their niche their niche in these. Uh, really. Yeah, punch, car- please punch yourself. Punch yourself in the jaw for they're that. They're carving their niche in the uh, main event roster. Awful pun. And um, and WWE Shop, if you're listening, please just give us a Kalisto mask. It's waiting to be purchased. By he me. was selling his mask a while ago. Yeah, I wish I knew that. I I don't know how much he was selling it for, but I don't. It was a. I think it was. It was over a hundred, of course. But it was it was his legit mask. I would have I would have rocked a Samurai Del Sol mask. Yeah, very talented, very young talent, and deserves everything that he's getting. Yeah. Up uh, next, we saw Booker T interviewing Roman Reigns uh, about losing at WrestleMania, which 
I feel like me, myself, and everybody else who were watching asked the same thing. Why was this happening then and not the night after WrestleMania or something? Especially because he's been wrestling since then? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Why It's not till now that Reigns is speaking up about that big WrestleMania loss. Yeah, and uh, Roman Reigns said that he'll become WWE Champion. Booker T said because of Big Show last week. Roman Reigns won't go on to Extreme Rules to face Seth Rollins. Big Show appeared on the screen and said that his goal is to make Roman Reigns the biggest failure in WWE, which I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I think that... Wait, why? why well, do I, I don't think it's possible because we've seen some really big failures in WWE. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, really, really big failures before. So. All right, name one. Braden, what is it? Braden Walker. Oh, Braden Walker. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another I tweeted out there, oh, Raw yeah. Hayden something, where he was this guy who was going to be this huge feud with Undertaker, supposedly, and then he's been cutting these promos week after week. Maybe it was only Mordecai? two weeks. Not Mordecai, because Mordecai... Mordecai was a big flop, too, because he was supposed to have that big feud with Undertaker, and then they just stopped. Yeah, I guess Mordecai was a flop also, I mean, but... He went on for, to become Kevin Thorne. Yeah. But uh, so I don't think Roman Reigns could actually be considered a flop ever or a failure, I should say. But uh, after Roman Reigns made his way up to the ramp, Big Show came out and attacked him and uh, eventually choke slammed him on the roof of that classic vintage uh, English taxi cab. I don't know why they're doing this. It's such poor booking to have Reigns versus Big Show again. This yeah. kind of led to the time where the fans started really big. Uh, Roman Reigns had a big support when he before he got injured. He made his return, and he was still supported. But not, then not once, really. I mean, it was kind of a much. downfall, though. Yeah, not as much. But it wasn't until he started feuding with Big Show that it, it was well, like his first match back 20. was his first match back was Big Show, I think. So That's it's right. like, I was trying to think of when he actually uh, right. So as soon as he returned, he was. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, boom, injured, comes back from injury, should be the hottest thing there, yet it's, in WWE's minds, he was. So Roman Reigns was getting shoved down everybody's throats, but to put it on top of anything else, Big Show was there. I Honestly, I think that Roman Reigns wasn't shoved down throats as much. It was what the fans wanted. I don't think, I, I don't I don't think not, any fan really wanted Roman Reigns to be shoved down their throat as much I, as he was, though. I, I, I was completely – I was a big fan of Roman Reigns. I thought what they were doing was very great, and a lot of fans did too. It, but it wasn't until that return that people started really turning on him big time. And I think that to rehash this entire thing with Big Show is, is dumb. I don't you even have think nothing. it's rehashing, though. WWE's continued with it since then, so it's like – it's just I like, get, it's we're over it, you should be too. There's no reason to like, I don't know if they're trying to prove something, like be like, no, see, they could actually put on a good feud. Don't, stop, please. See, Stupid. now your, your wording there is confusing. I yeah. think you said don't stop, please, so. <laughs> stop. Oh, yeah, that could be confusing. <laughs> yeah. But please stop, don't. Please stop, don't. I, I guess that works. That works. <laughs> I don't think anyone would say that as an actual <laughs> sentence. Please stop. Don't. <laughs> so, but uh, up next, we saw Randy Orton taking on Cesaro. 
the match started as a one-on-one, but Tyson Kidd pulled Randy Orton off the ring apron during the match, and the ref magically saw him do that, even though the ref was turned away. And then Orton's off the apron. Tyson Kidd's not even... I mean, he's kind of close to Randy Orton, but not totally close to Randy Orton. And the ref's like, I just saw you do that, when clearly, no, I, I saw you not see him do that. So to me, that was dumb. But uh, Randy Orton won that, I guess, by a disqualification. But then Kane came out and made it a handicap match, which I I really enjoyed seeing this match. Uh, Randy Orton picked up the victory there. But uh, seeing Tyson Kidd work a match against Randy Orton, that was, that was a fun thing to see. Because it's yeah, not something definitely. you always would see. But um, I don't think Randy Orton should have won. I agree. The I, most that I could see really happen. You know what? Being that they are the tag team champions, I don't think he should have won either. I understand that he's going to the next pay-per-view to face the champion. Oh, but, okay. But I then, understand why but, now. Yeah, but and then in this sense, why have the tag team champions lose a match? Yeah, I think that it was just poor choosing out the match. It could have been somebody else in this in this predicament here. Yeah, it could have maybe been an interference or something too. Yeah. Just, just have Cesaro... And kid on the losing end of it, and then just have them walk out. Yeah, have them leave Randy Orton, get counted out. Be like, yeah, no, we're better than this. We don't have to prove ourselves. We're done. One, two, three. Fact. Oh, I guess not. Okay. Oh, I thought we were down pat with our thoughts, but I one, guess two, not. three. Fact. Seven. Oh. Uh, yeah, I guess that doesn't. Want to try again? Sure. One, two, three. Potato. Suck it. Okay, you could suck a potato. Yeah, why not? Speaking of sucking potatoes, because nobody saw this one coming, Dean Ambrose defeated Adam Rose. Yeah. Nothing really much to say here. No, just potatoes sucking. Yeah. Uh, Up next after that, we saw Stardust defeating Fandango, which I... Now we saw this coming. Yeah, I didn't understand why this match was a minute long and why Stardust needed to pick up a victory that quickly. Uh, it didn't do anything for him. It didn't do anything for Fandango. Fandango. I think it did. I don't I think, think it, it led did to the. Much. I think the fast loss. No, no, no. To me, though, when I was watching this. Oh, okay. But then he grabbed the microphone. And? Said that he realized what the problem was. And? And that it was time for him to start sharing his gift of dance with everyone. Instead of Rosa Mendez. Then they went and played Fandango's original theme song and he everyone yeah. started Fandangoing. He was just like, hit my music and everybody was just like And it was over huge. He he even uh scaled the barricade a little bit. He think... did that Jeff Hardy walk across the barricade. Did he? I know he yeah. was on he was on the, the commentary table. Yeah, he started walking across the barricade. Unless that was SmackDown. No, that was Raw. I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah. But awesome reaction. I love the fact that they went back to that theme song. They need to. They needed it. Yeah. Especially for the progression of uh, Fandango. I think that that theme song is a big way to connect with the fans. (laughs) So is he now the new, new and improved Fandango or? Ooh. Yeah. How do we we work this one? Inception. After his match, you'll have to say, and your winner is the new, new and improved Fun, da, go. 
which I only regretted doing halfway through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't just stop halfway through that impression. Right. But uh, up next, we saw Seth Rollins defeating Kane. In a um, match. Okay, because that's where else would he have been defeated? I don't know, but... Earlier, <laughs> earlier in the night, Seth Rollins was announced to be wrestling Dolph Ziggler. And he went up to Kane and said that he won't be facing Dolph Ziggler and that he was going to be facing Jamie Noble. And Jamie Noble said that it shouldn't be him who has to lie down for this victory because Kane was the one that blew everything last week that got Seth Rollins into this predicament against Randy Orton. So Seth Rollins had Kane switch it to that. Kane eventually did switch it to that. When is Kane going to just hit that breaking point? Well, during this match, we saw Kane kick out after a two count. And J&J Security tried to get him to just lay down. And Kane tossed him out of the ring. Rollins begged and pleaded with him, just lay down, lay down. Kane had his arm ready for a chokeslam. Boom! Chokeslam Rollins. And instead of hitting the tombstone, he just laid down and pulled Seth Rollins on top of him for the victory. And then Boo. shoved him off and angrily left the ring, so... Yeah. Maybe it's time we'll see Seth Rollins maybe leave the authority, or... They just had a uh, um, a poll on WWE.com asking if you wanted to see Kane with his mask again. Make a comeback with the mask, so maybe that's up next. That's had more returns than Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, next up, you had Miz Dow defeating the Miz. Yeah, Summer Rae was with Miz Dow, and Miz Dow won after a quick roll-up here. Not much to really say. So Yeah, we'll not much going on. Uh, Ryback defeated Luke, uh, Luke Harper in a match by yeah. DQ. Yeah, because Luke Harper hit Ryback with the hood of the announce table. Yeah. I don't so. get that one. But after that, Dean Ambrose ran down and uh, attacked Luke Harper. Uh, Luke Harper, I guess, he, he ran off, I think. So I, I kind of person like, that shouldn't be running off is well, Luke Well, wait, wait, Harper. wait. Oh, it is Luke Harper. I don't think he actually ran off. I think he kind of like got out of it. But uh, I kind of feel like there's going to be some sort of table match at Extreme Rules between the two. That would be interesting. But I think that Harper has to start winning. Uh, you know, it's weird that you say that. But I think Luke Harper wins like once a month. It is feels, that enough? No, I don't think so. But then you look at the other side of it. Can Dean Ambrose lose twice in a month? I don't know. It's like one of those trade-off things. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, next up, you had definitely match of the night. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler defeating AJ. No, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler defeating Neville. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler said that he was going to take a page out of John Cena's book and issue an open challenge. Uh, out came Neville to accept, and this was a damn good match. Yeah, but I don't think anybody is surprised by this. I saw some people on Twitter complaining, though, about how Neville's losing his matches and how he shouldn't be, but I think if you're performing the way that he is, he really doesn't have to win there. Yeah, why And it's is... only, like, his debut, so it's like, we can't all be Tensai's or Brodus Clay's. And... Yeah, why, why is it, for the matches that he's having, he's putting on superb matches, he's getting such amazing reactions from the crowd and the commentary table, 
I don't think he has to be winning all these matches. I mean, yeah, it would be nice if he... Actually, no, he did pick up a victory already. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think that his losses to Ziggler and stuff like that is going to really affect him much. Yeah, when you're Neville and you're able to walk on the barricade and then launch yourself into a 450 splash that outside was... the ring, come on. No, nope. I don't think I've... I've never seen that before, and that absolutely amazed me. Yeah, I really... I think that fans have to... Just calm down a little bit. Let it play out. It's not going to do any harm to Neville. He's not going to be skyrocketed up to that main event scene, which I know all of these ISEW fans want to see or whatever it is. Even though he, he did face the champion, so. Yeah, but he's not going to be launched up to like where they probably want him to be. And why do you keep saying launch? Because it's his gimmick? Like, what is that? Gimmick infringement? Yeah. But after the match, Dolph Ziggler went to pick... Neville up as like a sign of respect, and Sheamus came out of nowhere, hit the both of them, uh, mainly took out Ziggler. So, I'm a big fan of Sheamus. Ever since his return, I'm a big fan of it. It's funny. I like the haircut. <laughs> I like the gimmick. I like the new attitude. I'm a fan. It's funny. Last night on Conan, he was talking about how they're doing his show live at Comic Con this year, and he was asking Rosario Dawson. Good ways to if he wants to walk the main floor, like what can he dress as, whatever. And uh, I was gonna tweet to him, and be like, "You should dress as Seamus for Comic Con," because he, I, I, I didn't. You well, I didn't get a chance to. I just I completely we, forgot about doing it today. Yeah, we could. Yeah, no, but we gotta we gotta do a, a new picture of Seamus because I'm sure Conan's never seen the new Seamus. So yeah, you know what's still upsetting that the one person we can't tweet it to is Bad News Barrett. Bye bye. Bang, bang. See, that's... Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. See, that sounds just like bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang. But, uh, yeah, I still don't understand why we were blocked, but because we were huge supporters of you, but whatever. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, but... After that, we saw Seth Rollins and J&J Security in the ring in uh, some, some lazy chairs, lazy boy chairs. I don't know if you're allowed to actually call them lazy boys unless they're lazy boys. Can you call them lazy girls? I don't think so. Is that a, is that a real company? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. But uh, they were out in the ring to announce the stipulation of the Extreme Rules match. Seth Rollins, of course, got to pick his stipulation of the match and Randy Orton was able to pick his stipulation of the match for winning their matches that night and uh, Randy Orton came out and said that his uh, or to, for his stipulation whatever and Seth Rollins announced that Randy Orton won't be able to use the RKO what the a stipulation and Randy Orton said it'll be a cage match they couldn't have had any other stipulations on this match and like like, you could have had any, and it's a cage match that Randy Orton can't use the RKO. Thank you. It's like... Yeah, and that's what, that's what they go with. That's, like, so plain. Like, the RKO doesn't even pay much of a factor into winning matches. I mean, yes, it does, but... <laughs> yeah, it kind of plays a no, little yes, big No, yes, it does, but it doesn't always... It's not always a thing that Randy Orton needs to use. He has a punt that he hasn't used in a long time. I know. So will we see the return of the punt? I think we will see that return of the punt. That's something I and, don't need to see, but... I mean, yeah. How about that? Uh, next up, you had nothing. Do you want to talk about NXT first or SmackDown? Yeah, let's do, let's do NXT. 
Okay, so SmackDown um, took. No, I'm just kidding. NXT yeah. took place. We saw Solomon Crow pick up a victory against CJ Parker. I, maybe CJ Parker's last match in NXT. Not yeah, really sure. it depends on how many more were taped. What did you think about that entrance? The entrance I thought was really cool where uh, he came in, slid into the ring and started banging on the, the ring apron and the ring apron like all of a sudden got hacked. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, was really a, cool. I was a fan of it. I think that that's going to look pretty cool on the main roster if they ever do that. Oh, that's funny. I said Wreck-It Ralph to you yesterday that that's what Sammy Callahan looked like. Yeah. It's not Wreck-It Ralph. It's the – I don't know his name in The Incredibles, the bad guy. That's Loki? who he looked – Loki? No, that, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's the Avengers. <laughs> uh, well, it's Avengers X-Men, and it? Thor. Oh, Thor, um, right. Okay. What is it? It's uh, the I can't remember what his name is. Oh no. The mastermind or something like no. that. No. I don't know. What is it? You it's should be... You should you should talk about what you thought about Solomon Crow's match though. Oh you're What not. did I think about it? I thought that it was it was fun. I was kind of surprised that uh that it wasn't a legit match. That it wasn't just uh Solomon Crow getting his moves in there. Like it was yeah, well, they, they going spoke, back and forth. Yeah, they spoke about how uh, Solomon Crow actually interrupted his um, interrupted CJ Parker, and that's where the feud was building from. So, yeah, um, is, it, is it syndrome? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's, is it? it? It's I think it's syndrome. I can't find any pictures of it. Did you type in syndrome? No, did you? No, well, I, we I don't I didn't have a chance to yet. <laughs> so so keep talking about him. You, you like the stretch muffler? Yeah, that stretch muffler was awesome. Um, it was kind of weird because there was a moment where he tried to clasp his hands together during the stretch muffler, and it's like he was going for it, and then he decided not to clasp his hands together to, I guess, apply more pressure. Yeah, it was just kind of a. It was kind of weird. I thought it was kind of maybe funny. he maybe he didn't want to do it though. Maybe he was like, oh no, I didn't want to do that yet. Yeah. I want to build up to that. But yeah, it is syndrome. Yeah, from yes, the Incredibles. That's the same haircut that Sammy Callahan or Solomon Crow has currently. It is. And the Incredibles just signed for well, no, December, right? I think December Incredibles two. Is it? Yeah, I uh, think so. That's, um, that's news. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then you also had uh, Shoot Nation make their debut on NXT. I was not Dawkins, impressed at all. Dawkins and Fulton taking on Cass and Enzo. I liked them. I, I was impressed. I just – to me it was just a bunch of um, – Wrestlers? No, I can't even think of the name now. Why can't uh, I think – why the, the move that they just kept doing? Fireman carries? Yeah, right. It was just a bunch of fireman carries that looked weird to me, so – I'm fine with it. I think that is good. I think that they, I think they will get over. I'm definitely not like, oh, I don't want to see any of them. I can't. I can't stand Shoot Nation. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm definitely willing to see more of them. There's nothing. I mean, I think it's going to take some time for them to build up, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to pay off, and I think that they're going to do a good job. Uh, Cass and Enzo, such great chemistry together. They, these guys are definitely going to be the next tag team that gets brought up. I well, I hope. Maybe that they're the next tag team to win the championships. I hope we, not. We saw, well, we saw uh, Blake and Murphy come out during the match and hand uh, Carmella some flowers. So Yeah, and she was wearing the jewelry that they gave her previously uh, in their backstage pro- promo too. 
Now, what's going to happen when it comes time to choose one? That's what it's going to come down to. I think that they're not going to last. I think that Enzo and Cass are going to start feuding over Carmella. Where Enzo is going to really want Carmella. Carmella is going to choose Cass. And then that's going to cause their... Why is she um, going to choose Cass, though? I have a feeling she's going to choose it's, Cass it's over Enzo. But it's Blake and Murphy that are currently... Oh, you, you mean tag team-wise? Yeah, like they're currently oh. wooing her. What okay. happens when, it time, when the time comes to choose one of the two of them? I that I don't I don't think we're gonna see a I don't know I always saw her as being the deciding factor as a, of a split between Enzo and Cass I never I didn't even think about a split uh, her switching over to uh, what is it Wesley Brooklyn. Well, I don't I don't think they're gonna she's gonna switch over or anything I just don't I don't know it's, I mean it's up in the air at this point It is nice to see new uh, a lot of tag teams down there though yeah. I mean. Uh, you also had the de- another debut. Well, we already uh, spoke about that. Yeah, Dana Brooke debuting against Blue Pants. We spoke about that earlier, though. But the bigger match of the evening, the main event, we saw Sami Zayn make his return, taking on and defeating Rhino, which I thought this match was awesome. I'm such a huge fan of Rhino. Like, the way that he... I've always been a fan of his, just because I think he's... He has that powerhouse ability but he's also he's just he's just indestructible kind of yeah um the one thing that i will always hate about rhino is that ruthless aggression figure that was released of him because it doesn't really look that much like him but whatever yeah i think he's in many i didn't know maybe i didn't know that but oh yeah no i did i was really i don't like the way that when he i mean this has been ever since he was in ecw when he goes for the gore and they move out of the way of the turnbuckle, he like drops to his knee and takes the second turnbuckle, but barely. I've ne- I hate that so much. It looks so bad, so unrealistic, so stupid. So there's nothing there. Um, yeah, but if he's going for the gore, yeah, the but gore he, is a low down move. Yeah, but sometimes the way that he t- takes it, he just like drops to his knee. He doesn't actually eat the turnbuckle or anything. He just drops to his knee and like puts his head on the turnbuckle. Well, stuff that I did find impressive, I forgot to mention with Solomon Crow was when he dove to the outside of the ring, it was yeah. through the, the bottom rope. You know, I was gonna bring that up, but I wasn't too sure if I like if that's that maybe I was just not remembering people doing that too often. Yeah, I don't remember anyone ever doing it through the bottom and middle rope. It's uh, for me, I always thought it's the middle and top rope that people. Okay, through. yeah, I, I thought it was pretty. Re- looked really cool. I thought that he really clobbered uh, CJ during that. It looked pretty stiff when he uh, landed that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is NXT. Let's move. On, oh, talking about NXT, well, not anymore, but while we, before we move on, uh, Finn Balor is on tour in Europe with WWE, with the main roster. Yeah, so was and Neville, but Neville got sent home, right? I don't know. I think Neville went out, he did his stuff, and now it's Finn Balor taking over. Oh, gotcha. Well, during that time while he was over there, him and uh, Finn Balor and Neville put on a match that was said to be amazing. And then after the match, uh, um, Sheamus came out 
praised them, praised the crowd and everything like that, and then completely heel turned on them. Nailed uh not really a heel turn was Shane. Well yeah, not Shane a heel turn, but turned on uh the two of them. He nailed uh Devitt with the bro kick, I believe, and then just knocked out Neville. Or it, it's it's Balor, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You could say Devitt if you'd please. You could say I, Pac no, if you'd please. I, I didn't it it didn't even occur to me. Right. To be honest. Just like why am I Googling Sammy Callahan? Yeah, <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> I was trying to find the match from NXT, and I kept on searching, and I couldn't find it, and it was because I was searching Solomon. No, I was not. <laughs> yeah, just moving Speaking on. Speaking of SmackDown, no. Yeah. But uh, SmackDown, parallel to Monday Night Raw, John Cena opened the show up, uh, where he spoke about the Russian chain match, uh, which we already went over what it was. Uh, John Cena then did his open challenge. Where Cesaro and Tyson Kidd came out, and they said that they're not there to accept the challenge, but they're there to drop some facts on him. Which then they went and did a whole bunch of facts together, where one, two, three, fact. Are you kidding me? We just went over it. Unbelievable. I know. I know. You blew it. You absolutely blew it. All right. No. One, two, three. Facts. Potato. Unbelievable. We're going to have to try that during the main event. But uh, John Cena said that one of them should accept the challenge. Uh, Daniel Bryan quickly came out and then challenged Kid and Cesaro to a tag team match between who were the, the, the real best champions in WWE or Tyson, Kidd, and Cesaro. Yeah. If that, yeah, whatever. That's what happened. Yeah. Was- uh, up next, we saw Bray Wyatt defeat R-Truth. Uh, yeah. This was his first match yeah. since WrestleMania. For Who, Bray? Bray? Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Oh. Uh, Truth got some offense here, but Wyatt ended the match pretty fast. Uh, yeah. I like the fans singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Of course. So it seems like you go overseas and everything that was once <laughs> continues. Yeah, it's it's, I don't know. I always love it when they go overseas with Raw and... And SmackDown. That's so weird, though. It's like, why? How are American fans that like? Are they lazy? I don't get it. I don't. Maybe it is. I maybe you know what it probably is because they don't see these wrestlers too often. Maybe we're spoiled. No, no, no. no, no. You know what it is. You know what it is. Spoiled. It's because at our football games, at our baseball games, at our basketball games, and everything, the music is played for us. I've never seen a, a soccer match or a football match, but they all have their chants, like the Olays, and they, they do the whatever the chant they were doing during Raw. The Haluvas. So, what do you mean the Haluvas? Is that what it's called? The horns. Haluva? Yeah. yeah, that's what the horns are called during the uh, soccer games that they blow. They're Haluvas. Almost doesn't sound right. We're going to go with it, though. Moving on. <laughs> Next match, Bad News Barrett picking up the victory over The Miz. Uh, anything to note? Uh, before the match, Miz cut a promo about how he made Mizdow and Summer Rae and how Mizdow got lucky on Monday Night Raw. That's when Bad News Barrett ca- uh, came out and cut him off, said that they didn't come out to see an actor from Hollywood, that the fans are actually there to see him. Uh, Miz took his sunglasses off, and when he turned around for the match, boom, 
hit with a bull hammer. And uh, afterwards in the back, we saw Renee Young interviewing Ms. Dow and Summer Rae, where Ms. showed up, dismissed Renee, and said that he wants a rematch, and Ms. Dow needs to stop using Ms.'s stuff, and that he's really Damian Sandow, that he's not really Ms. or Ms. Dow, whatever. And Ms. Dow challenged him to a match for this week on Monday Night Raw, where the winner gets to keep the Ms. brand, as in the music, the moves, the movies... Well, are we going to see movies, a gimmick change for The Miz? I don't know. Seems like that. Can we see a gimmick change? I mean, that's what it seems, right? Like, what else are you going to... Go to, like, Mike something? <laughs> I don't know. That's... Mike Mizanian? That's a tough call. Uh, next up, you had Neville defeating Sheamus by DQ. This was a fun match to watch. I was very surprised that ne Neville... What this is where I don't get how once again people could say he's I mean yeah he picked up the victory by DQ but still he's putting on matches like this one against Sheamus and it's just incredible uh, especially because this is a Sheamus is a big guy so to have Neville who's not a big guy getting so much so much offense and the crowd reaction and everything going with it I think it's a Big, I think it's really awesome and big. But my um, my gripe here is the fact that all Sheamus did to get disqualified was throw Neville onto the table. I, I agree with you on that. It should have been a little bit more than that because how many times have we seen someone throw someone over the commentaries table? Yeah, and, how, do you and, get, how do you get DQ'd for tossing somebody onto the table? It's their part of the ring sign environment. It's yeah, not I, like he went under the ring and pulled out the table and then put him through it. Or I mean, it's we've not seen like he people. Put, yeah, we've seen people do. Uh, what is it? The uh, uh, guillotine? No. Uh, what is it? Ah. Oh, and I. Yeah. The, the guillotine. No. Where? What is it? When you lift someone up in the turnbuckle? Yeah. Isn't that the guillotine? You, no. And you drop them. It's like the uh, the dice. Oh, oh. Rolling the dice. I don't know. No. Oh man. All right. <laughs> By the way, it's it it's not haluva. I knew that didn't sound right. What is it? It's a Vufuzela. Oh, I was so close. Yeah, because Haluva is apparently it's the non-standard spelling of a hell of a blank. I don't know what that means, but huh? So, uh, I what I really thought was gonna wait, happen. Wait, hold on, that's hell of a. <laughs> how is that like? It's it's a non-standard way of spelling hell of a. How do you spell Haluva? Is it H A? Is it Snake Eyes? Oh yes, that's what it is, Snake Eyes. I'm looking up my own, I'm looking up my own thing, and you're looking up that thing. Yeah, I think Snake Eyes is what I'm talking about. Is it Snake Eyes? Yeah, it's got to be Snake Eyes. But how do you spell Haluva? It's H E L L U V A. I'm not convinced that it's Snake Eyes. It is. That's that's what yeah, it is. No, the Undertaker used to always do Snake Eyes, and Jim Ross would call it Snake Eyes. Yeah, it's Snake Eyes. Yeah. I don't know what Haluva is. Because they've done that on top of the commentary table so many times, and people like. It's nothing. Yeah, so uh, that's I, why I don't understand. Like, and it's not even like Sheamus put him through that announced table. I, I think it would have made more of an impact if he did that Celtic cross through the table or onto the table. Yeah. I, I would have been a little bit better with that. Um, I would have marked the heck out. And I was so expecting it to – well, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting him to move out of the – he did get hit with the red arrow, which I think is huge. Um, I was really, th I thought he was going to move out of the way, that being Sheamus, 
and in my mind, I was picturing something that I've never seen, and I would be blown away if it was actually true. Uh, I was picturing Neville going for the red arrow, Seamus moving and nailing a bro kick while he was midair with the red arrow. You, you do know that's nowhere near possible. Yeah, I know. But I it, think Neville but would picture, be having to do it off of like a 50-foot drop for Seamus. But just picture that. Picture it. Yeah, but it's not like it's not an RKO where he could just drop, or it's uh, an F, uh, an attitude adjustment where he could just catch him. But it does look really cool, right? I, I mean, can't picture it. Imagine it. No, no, I can't imagine that. There's no imagination there. Right. I don't see. No, I can't. There's no. I mean, there's no possible way I can see somebody on the top rope jump off and have somebody stand up with enough time to do a bicycle kick. Yeah, really, really kick, really kick, really quick. Maybe if it's, he's no, no, no way. Yeah, no, it's not gonna There's happen. That's no why, way. I, if I, that's why when I thought of it, I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And I'm like, no, that's not gonna happen. And you're like Mark. Yeah, completely. <laughs> but after the match, Sheamus continued to attack Adrian. Oh shoot! <laughs> he continued to attack Neville, and uh, Dolph Ziggler eventually ran down, and Sheamus walked off. Dolph Ziggler then called Sheamus a bully and tried to fight him right then and there. Sheamus told him to kiss his arse, which uh, then he announced at Extreme Rules they're going to have a kiss me arse match. A kiss me arse match at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Which, no. Okay. Yarse? Arse. Arse. A-R-S-E, which is, of course, everybody knows ass match. Kiss my ass match. When was the last time we saw that? I feel like uh, that's... Uh, it's McMahon. Yeah, was that Vince McMahon and Shane, maybe, versus DX? I was going to go, I don't know, maybe William Regal was involved in one? No, that was William Regal joined. I know. Kiss My I, Butt Club? Kiss My Ass Club? Yeah. I, I think it was The Rock and Billy Gunn had one, right? Maybe. And they had that really fat woman had to... I don't recall. Maybe, yeah. So we're going to see a, a Kiss Me R smotch in 2015. Yeah, who booked that one? Next, Which, like, I don't know. <laughs> they were like, and they were so sad. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make you kiss me arse. And and Ziggler is like, well, actually, I'm gonna win the match, and then you're gonna have to kiss my arse. And it's like, who either, wants to either yeah, or who wants to receive mind. a kiss from someone on their ass? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, um, that's like kind of like a kiss my what is it? The kiss my toe match or whatever. Yeah, they suck suck my suck toe my match toe pretty match. much. Still not um, the worst match, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, up next... I hear that Tony Atlas loves those matches, but I don't know. Uh, next up, you have The New Day. Yeah, which was Biggie Langston and Kofi Kingston. You never let me say who. You don't trust me, do you? Oh, next up, we have... <laughs> Go, play it. Next up, we have The New Day with... Big E See? and Kofi Kingston. You always no, because spell. you had me think because I was about to say E. Langston. Because it is Big E. Langston. No, it isn't. No, There's I no never Langston. forget. No, screw them. You can, no. you can take away Adrian, but you can't take away the Langston. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, they were You're not going to say the Dory's. third one? You're not saying the third one? Who would? You can't just say, all right, all right, and not say the third. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, relax. Sorry. And it's Los uh, Matadores. It's not the Matadores or Los the Matadores. And Diego and Fernandez. Or the Los Matadores, as WWE sometimes says. Yeah. Um, yeah, New Day. 
Yeah, but I guess really the only thing to mention here was Torito got on the apron and started the new Day Sucks champ, and Woods grabbed him off, but got hit with an arm drag. Uh, one of the Matadores tried to hit Kofi with the backstabber. Kofi held on to Biggie Langston, and then they hit their double team big ending slash DDT thing to win the match, which. Cool. Uh, yeah, it was fine, whatever. But creepy. I had my window open last night, and a, a leaf blew by in the, the the nighttime breeze, and it sounded like I was like, "No, come on, that leaf did not just do that. It did the the new day sucks chant." Did you say anything? No, I didn't. Well, why didn't you? you I, did, I didn't. I didn't even look out my window. I didn't need to see if, if anybody was out there doing the new day sucks chant. What, what would you do if you looked at your window and someone was doing that? It wasn't just a leaf. It would depend on who it was. Really? It would depend on who yes, it was? Yes, absolutely. If, if I would be if, creeped out if anyone did that. If New Day was outside my window. You would be like, why is Biggie Langston here? I'd be like, I'd be like oh, crap. I must have said something. But no, I... I <laughs> <laughs> no, if they showed up, I'd be like, hey, I do a show. Want to... They'd be like, no. You don't like us. I'm like, I'm not part of everybody. I just yeah, don't we're like. Yeah, fans of Kofi. I just don't like Biggie Langston. <laughs> you're yeah, like, Woods too. You're like, bro, I was on Twitter the other day and I saw you tweeted this thing. I'm like, what are you, from the 1940s or something? He sounds like he's, he is a like 1940s news reporter. Or like, he's about to say, the, like, the stereotypical this 1940s accent. Huh? The stereotypical yeah, 1940s like, accent. Do, do your impression of Big E announcing the news in the 1940s. We like, have a breaking news story. No, that doesn't sound like him. Uh, we have a breaking news story. No, that doesn't. I don't know. That's getting there. It's getting there. Tell me about the robbery which just happened. The robbery that just happened down the street. We saw a man rob a bank. A bearded brawler. We yes. saw a bearded brawler. Uh, it was better than last week. Hello there. My name is Big E Langston, and I'm here to make fun of you. No, that sounds awful. I don't know where it went. Just going to Dixie. Hey, y'all. We have a 1940s news report for y'all. Keep on going. The bearded uh, uh, burglar is on the loose again. They stole from my company. And now nobody's even watching my company. And everybody's saying, I can't pay my talent. But here you have somebody robbing a bank. So I'm going to pay my talent regardless. Which is now number two. So... I don't so next if, if up, you, if you go fishing with a pole, you're gonna catch a fish eventually. But if you go fishing with a worm and only a worm, you may not catch a fish. Words of wisdom to live by. Thank you very much, Dixie Carter. That actually might not. I mean, you probably could catch if you stick your hand in a in an ocean with a with a worm. A fish could swim up, and you'd be like, "Bam!" Roasted. roasted. Okay, relax there. Dude, see? Come on. No. I, I finally got on the same wavelength no. as you. No, you didn't. Because I one, did. Two, you said it at the same time. One, two, three. You're not even yeah, saying no. it. That's because I, I already did this. No, because you're not doing it, though. So we're not on the same wavelength. We so are. One. I just I just got on the same wavelength as you because one, I just said the same thing at the same time. Two. And I'm going to call it jinx so you can't speak. One, two, three. No, you can't speak. All, I said jinx. It wasn't at the same time. I was like, was. bam. Roasting. You're like, roasted. No, uh-uh, same yeah. time. Sorry. You can't, you can't speak until someone says your you full don't name. You pass $200, you don't get go or whatever. Nope, 
You're, you're not allowed to speak. Okay. I'm going to run the entire show, the rest of it. So next up, you have Fandango and Brandon <laughs> Blink Blink. And Rosa Mendez backstage where he officially ended it with her after their long, illustrious relationship. And Unfortunately. the Rosebuds and Adam Rose came by and Adam Rose said that he sees Rosa Mendez for what she really is. Which, which I, I think, think I can't I couldn't believe he said that on television. <laughs> but uh he told Rosa that if she makes the right move, she might be number one in someone's life again. So I don't, know what, on Rosa. I don't know what the hell that meant. I don't know either. After that, we saw Big Show come out, cut a little promo about Roman Reigns and what he did to him on Monday Night Raw. Then he announced that at Extreme Rules, they will be having a last man standing match. So that's fine and dandy. Should be interesting. I mean, a last man standing match? Come on. I don't need to see that. Especially I'm okay. Yeah, but those matches are really sometimes super long and it's Big Show. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's going to be a long match. And um, uh, speaking of a long match, we saw Cameron defeat Alicia Fox and Natalia. Cameron, I, I like this. Sorry. I don't know. Cameron was back to looking like ass. It wasn't. Alicia Fox was kind of impressive for some parts. I think that I like Alicia Fox. I'm. I think I like. I go back and forth with Cameron. There's times where I like her, there's times where I don't. I don't know why Cameron was the one here that had to win, but it's matches like this that makes me able to say that Natalia versus Charlotte was good and really talked about because of Natalia. Because will, she in this match made Cameron look good. I mean, let's face it. We would have rather seen like Emma versus Fox versus Natalia. Right. Um, and I, I, I'm completely fine with Fox being involved in that match with if it was Emma and Natalia. But she looked at some points during that match too. It was like, oh god, that was was that supposed to look like that? Like, I think she's gorgeous. I wasn't. I mean, it doesn't really take anything from her I wrestling. I wasn't actually abilities. talking about her looks. I was talking yeah. about the moves she was. Doing. I don't know. I think Alicia Fox is gorgeous. Um, yeah. Next up, you have Fandango taking on Adam Rose, picking up the victory too. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Rosa Mendez. I really hope that once WWE gets back to the United States that people continue fandangoing. You know what? I'm not going to set my hopes up. Yeah. And I don't think that any fan listening should do the same because we know it may last for a little bit and then it's just going to – that's it. It might it's not gonna, even last past this. I mean they're going to start going to a Raw where – it's not that crowded and stuff, and no one's going to do it. So a TNA show, pretty much. They started. They did you see that list of WWE that WWE released of uh, letter grades? Yeah, but I feel yeah. like that's always that's always probably been their thing. Yeah, I feel like that list is kind of like like accurate too, and I feel like that really doesn't change. I feel like that's kind of like just set in stone. Like that is how it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously you want to go to cities. Obviously, eight cities would be places like Madison Square Garden, like the Boston Garden, like the Staples Center. And, yeah. And then places that are like um, the place in White Plains, I guess, would be a B city. Yeah, uh, Rochester. Or Rochester, whatever you want to say. I think I Buffalo, I think, was a, 
A or B. It's all about how much this venue can hold and how much they typically sell it. So yeah, it wasn't in anything. It wasn't anything against the fans of that area. It was which a lot of people I feel like were taking it taking offense to it. It was just about how much they could draw in that area. I Nothing was more than that. I was personally offended by it because Brooklyn was an A. <laughs> No, and, because Uniondale didn't make the list at all. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Brooklyn was an A and Uniondale didn't make it. But I get, again, it's one of those things that WWE is announcing that, or touting that, come come to Nassau Coliseum June 25th or whatever it is. <laughs> I couldn't think of the date. I was gonna. I just kept wanting to say November. June 26th, June 25th, where we will be at the last ever show for Monday Night Raw in the, the old Nassau Coliseum, so... Maybe Nassau Coliseum, they don't know if it's going to be bigger, smaller, what's it going to hold. So it could, at this point, go from being a, an A city or a B city to a C city. Yeah. So. Uh, in the main event, you had Daniel Bryan and John Cena defeating Cesaro and Kid. One, two, three. Potato. You're not even doing oh, it. You're such you a talking dick. About the You're a dick. You don't do anything with me. You're not even on the same wavelength as anything. I completely am because we both said potato. You said potato now and I said it before. Because you were going to say potato before. So one, two, three. Potato. Oh, goodness gracious. You see? No. We're on the same page. I said fact. And you said potato. Yeah, but you told me to say potato. No, I didn't. You did. You're the worst. You had the wavelength of me. And in the the wavelength, you're like, say this. I'm going to say this. I am... Urge. Currently offended that one, two, three, fact. fact. Look at that, we Thank did it. You. There we go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Took we us an hour and a half, that. twenty hours. What was that? <laughs> but uh, I thought it was really good editing on WWE's part here because this was uh, before this match. That's when fans jumped the barricade and started wrestling with each other. Yeah, apparently it was a DJ from overseas or a radio DJ or something like that. I thought, it was, a, I thought it was a comedy troupe. Oh, you know, that's what it was. It was a DJ or something, but it was like a prank show or a a prank YouTube show. I don't know. I watched one of their pranks and it was like them stealing some girl's phone, like asking to borrow it and then running away with the phone, then videotaping them chasing the guy down the street and whatever, and then him stopping and be like, here's your phone. It was a prank. And I'm like, no, no, that's, that's theft. How is that prank? That's, it's stupid. So yeah, but I heard they all got NXT contracts out of it. So hey, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) No, I'm just obviously I'm joking. Are you? Yeah, none of them got contracts from this. You gotta give them credit though. They did the one thing that no other fan has ever done, and that was come (laughs) put put on your own finish. They worked each other. (laughs) Yeah, no one has. I've never seen a fan actually work another fan in the ring. I've never seen them able enough to be in there long enough to do that. Well, they they had a distraction. Um, There was a one of their. Friends was on the other side of the ring while they were able to perform the rock bottom on the other side. So people were kind of focused on that one guy. Yeah, but, but the, the cut seemed pretty seamless for for that splicing tool. So, well, When did it take place? I think it was right as, from what the picture looked like, the video looked like, it was Tyson Kidd and Cesaro were on one side of the ring and Brian and John Cena were on the other side of the ring. So it was probably right before the match began. Yeah. Um, but kudos. Yeah. But so. it, was, it was cool seeing this match take place because 
like Monday Night Raw with Randy Orton, you don't really see Tyson Kidd taking on John Cena. So I thought that was really cool to see. Exactly, and this is why I love John Cena in the role that he's in. Yeah, but this wasn't an open challenge where he was going into... Dude, I'm okay with it. I don't know, but I wish this match was longer. I liked, I really did like this match. And yeah. Then, uh, during it, Tyson Kidd accidentally knocked Natalia off the apron. Cesaro caught her, and Daniel Bryan locked the yes lock on Kidd, and Cesaro went to... Uh, Went to go make the save. He just dropped Natalia and went to break up the submission. Got hit with an AA, and the match was over. So that was that was SmackDown this week. I think it's a great way to finish that match, especially with the way that everything has been going with Natalia. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you mean in, with that sense? Well, how they've been kind of like belittling her and putting her as the blame for some of the things. Okay. So so they could put her as the blame for why they lost to John Cena and Daniel Bryan now. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, and, and it's not like they're going to have issues with each other because Cesaro dropped Natalia. Right. So um, so do we, have, we don't have outside the ring news, right? Other than, well, actually we do. Yeah, we have a few things, right? Yeah. Taz. Uh, big, big, yeah. big release from TNA. But... I think if anybody was following this situation, you kind of knew, you expected it because um, I had no, I, I had no clue. I didn't know this at all. Yeah, I, I, I thought I told you. Um, he no showed their recent tapings, well, their recent uh, recordings for the uh, commentary. He didn't get on his flight or anything, so Josh Matthews is had to do it all by himself. And I think on the upcoming TNA, like it's they didn't just have anyone he, there to call commentary. No, I think it was just. Matthews. How did that make sense? Like there was nobody in town. Like I don't. I don't think so. I think they recorded it with just Matthews. But Morash couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but who knows what's going to happen next for Taz? I mean, maybe he'll return to WWE. Maybe he'll go to Ring of Honor. Maybe he'll go to Global Force or House of Hardcore. Even. Yeah, House of Hardcore now is a TV deal up in Canada. A. A. So maybe we'll see that. But. Uh, one, two, three, fact. fact. But maybe Taz will come to WWE. Maybe Triple H, they said, has a big announcement about Tough Enough next week. So maybe Taz will be... That's highly doubtful. It's probably going to be the format of the show or whatever. But maybe Taz will be a head trainer on on Tough Enough or maybe a trainer. Him, him and Jericho? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? That'd be pretty cool. Um, maybe he'll come in with uh, Samoa Joe. One, two, three, Fact. fact. See, we shouldn't have to count one, two, three, though. We should just, after everything we say... Fact. We should know that it's oh. fact. Like, yeah. I have orange hair. Fact. fact. Dave has brown hair. Fact. fact. I'm actually the better cousin of anybody in the family. Fact. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> um, all right. So now, where do you want to move on from this? What else? Outside the ring news. Outside the ring news. Briscoe Brothers. Fact. Okay, I guess we're not doing that. I was about to. You didn't let me. Well, what do you mean I didn't let you? I did. I did it, and you didn't. Yeah, do it. I was just following my granola bar. I mean, I didn't get a chance to. But the Briscoe brothers were offered contract with the WWE. Fact, really? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought this was like, come on. All right, so they they got offered a contract with WWE, and then they got offered a contract. <laughs> I was gonna say it. <laughs> <You can't tell. laughs> 
Then they got offered a better contract with Ring of Honor. Fat. How? Oh, man, you're killing me. No, no, how? How did they get a better oh, contract I, I, I from Ring of Honor? Well, there's also what? speculation that they, WWE may have pulled their contract, their offer, or, someone, or really reduced it because they found out about all the homophobic slurs and everything that the Briscoes were uh, speaking about in their promos, interviews, and on Twitter and stuff. But that that doesn't make sense. Where well, I mean that yes, I guess that would make sense. But how could ROH come up with more money than WWE, or come up with a better deal from WWE? Because in my mind, Ring of Honor is not like yeah, it's cool that you're in Ring of Honor, or whatever. It's a bigger company, but you're that's still not anywhere close to being NXT or anything. Yeah, but maybe they were just. Uh... Maybe they didn't offer them that much. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if WWE didn't give him that, give them that big of an offer. Yeah, but does that mean that there's not no room for, for an upgrade, for a pay upgrade? Right? I don't know. So I'm not too sure. I mean, it's not really too. I don't. Yeah, not many wrestlers do have contracts with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I don't. I don't know of any offhand. Yeah, but someone that may not very soon is Adam Cole. Uh, rumor has it that WWE has a contract out there for Adam Cole, and he only has like a, a month left on his, or uh, something like that. So rumor speculating, well, people are speculating that he's going to not re-sign with Ring of Honor and go with WWE. Um, That'll be interesting. Yeah. Speaking of other people with signing of WWE, they announced a new NXT class of, I guess, recruits. Yeah, from all over the world. Yeah, collegiate athletes, bodybuilders, uh, indie wrestlers, etc. Yeah. You got it spans from the United States. You got Serbia, United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, Mexico, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the names that I mean, I recognize. Brandon recognizes uh, Jessica McKay, Jesse McKay. Uh, you also had Ua Nation. Yeah. Uh, what was the one that I recognized from Oscar when- Vasquez? Was that him, the one that he he wrestled with uh, Unico in in Chikara? I think that may have been him. Or not Chikara, oh, I don't know it where it was. Levis Valenzuela Jr. I'm not sure. One of but them they're... one of them was from the the Lucha Libre USA, I think. Hmm. I think that's the Oscar Vasquez. The from Mexico. I feel like that is correct. Maybe that is absolutely correct. Uh, Casey McIntosh, she's actually a student of Lance Storm. So a good amount of people. Uh, it will definitely be interesting. It's very cool to see them bringing in a new class. Yeah, and it's interesting that they're getting this sort of, I guess not welcome, but treatment. Especially Uha Nation had a whole interview article written up with him. Yeah. So that's that's also – that's. That's something that you don't really see every day. No. Um, I guess just the uh, three more things. Uh, Daniel Bryan, he's, uh, there's a lot of specula- speculation with his injury and how severe it is. And I guess it's been so severe that they've been mostly uh, booking him in those six-man tags or tag team matches so he doesn't have to get in the ring for too long. And they pulled him from the European tour uh, current recently. From all, for all of the remaining shows. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see what's going to actually happen with Daniel Bryan. 
hopefully everything hopefully everything's well yeah i guess maybe that's why he wasn't uh the the royal rumble winner maybe i don't maybe they may i mean i can't really see them putting uh having him win the royal rumble when they're not too when they're very concerned with his uh injuries i mean it's the same thing with Dolph ziggler there was a while where they were very concerned with Ziggler and his concussions because he's had a few. Right. And he's very injury prone. So the last thing you want to do is put some a Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble winner, uh, have that booked, and then have them get injured like the next month before WrestleMania. Exactly. So uh, it's, one, like, it's one of those – yeah, it's one of those subjects that hopefully Daniel Bryan isn't exactly like Edge or isn't like Edge at all. Yeah. Um, someone else that's recently injured, Jay Uso. Uh, he had to undergo some surgery uh, that he suffered at the WrestleMania 31 kick pre-show. Um, so hopefully everything's going to go well with that. Him. That's bullshit, though. There's no way that's where he was injured when we saw stories of him. Yeah, I think he was injured going into WrestleMania. Yeah, so that's like whether yeah, WWE wants incorrect. to say that to cover themselves. Yeah, I think that's incorrect uh, reporting and everything like that because leading into WrestleMania, we were unsure if Jay Uso was actually going to compete. Right. Um, so I, I forgot what spot he hurt himself on, but it wasn't WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, um, they said that it was aggra- uh, aggravating him leading into WrestleMania, but his he, actual- he got taken out of the match within like the first. Yeah, he was actually injured way before there. Uh, so he's going to be out for approximately six months now. But speaking of injuries and being out, we didn't mention earlier during that Naomi segment, Paige was quote-unquote injured, which yeah. will get her off television. Yeah, she's going to be go uh, be filming Santa's Little Helper. With Miz, who I guess will probably end up losing to Miz now on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, to keep that Miz gimmick going. Mizdow is probably going to get that gimmick, and then this way, when the Miz comes back from uh, filming Santa's Little Helper, they could go right back into their storyline. I would. What? What the? What could Paige? Is Paige? Can she act? Like what? We're gonna find out. <laughs> are you? Are you out. gonna find out? Are you gonna watch Santa's Little Helper? I'll see a uh, tr- uh, trailer or something. Yeah, but we will find out. And um, yeah, that's all the outside the ring news that we have. Shh. Shameless plugs. Fact. Boom. Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. And go follow John at Mr. John Faust. Eric at Montreal Broski. Evan at Evan Bordner One. President Bits at President Bits. Jasmine at Reverse Massage, And if you're listening to this Friday night, April 17th, if you're listening to it, the day, if we report it early, I don't know, if we release it early, April 17th, Fight Cystic Fibrosis, uh, CTW Wrestling putting on a show in Bridgewater, New Jersey, featuring Rhino, Just Incredible, Joey Janela, Jay Freddy, Superfly, Jimmy Snuka, and a ton of others. Go check it out. And, uh, oh, you can check us out over on the United Podcast Network every Sunday, unitedpodcast.weebly.com. Go support. Go check us out. 
and give it a listen. Give everybody, uh, all the other podcasts on that network some support too. So, Brandon, do you have any sh- shout-outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. First shout-out goes to the show The Comedians, which airs Thursday nights on FX. It's a show that stars Billy Crystal and Josh Gad. It's like a, a take on real life. What is it, like a spoof or whatever? It's a commentary on life. Or if you want to call it that, whatever. It's funny. It's a funny show. I enjoy it. Uh, check it out if you're a fan of either of them. I don't really know that other guy too well, but... Josh Gad was in the Book of Mormon on Broadway. He was Olaf in Frozen, most popular as that. Um, oh. I know oh. him from a bunch of other things, like 1600 Pen. Don't know it. Uh, yeah, it was a show that nobody watched on NBC that I watched, so I'm with you, Josh. He's not listening it, to this. It did look pr- pretty funny, though, from the commercials. Yeah, it's kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, where they're playing a, a version of themselves. So, Yeah. Up next, Jimmy Kimmel takes the next shout-out. I watched a bunch of his prank videos recently because he was blamed. I don't know if you saw this. He was blamed for a video of Dennis Quaid that got leaked out, quote-unquote. Yeah, was that? I heard, I, I heard rumors that it was a Jimmy Kimmel prank. No, it turned out to be Funny or Die, actually. <laughs> so That's funny. Yeah, so it was like Dennis Quaid was cursing up a storm. He's like, and he's doing all these actions, whatever, and he's like, this is BS, but like he's actually saying it, and like he actually steps in, in bullshit. So he's like, that's why he's able to say it, and he's like, don't be the dick over here, and then there's a guy that's dressed in a costume, and then he's, so just watch that Funny or Die skit, it's funny. Yeah, I have to watch the, seg- the skit of it. But watch Jimmy Kimmel's pranks, because those are really funny. I was watching, uh... <laughs> <Come> <laughs> <laughs> We're very mature. <laughs> yeah, but uh thanks for the commentary over there. But uh just just watch Jimmy Kimball's pranks. Uh and uh the last last up this past week WWE actually posted a clip of the top five worst match types in wrestling history and on that list was a bungee jump match, which definitely 100% takes an anti-shout-out for being the absolute mat- worst match that I've ever heard of. Uh, it took place in 1992 for Global Wrestling Federation. Uh, it was between Chaz Taylor and Stephen Dane. I don't know who they are, but that's who was in the match, and the match itself was like... the loser. The loser they were fighting on a scaffold, like a, a, a an actual... Thing up what in the middle it? of the air, and then the loser got pushed off and bungee jumped. I was surprised that they didn't put that. I think it was Dusty Rhodes or Dustin Reynolds, uh, Reynolds that was in the uh, in a match in WCW where it took place in the on a moving trailer. That the bunkhouse brawl. Yeah, that that's at least innovative, though. I guess that was pretty bad, though. Yeah. Well. I wouldn't be opposed to them actually doing one of those again. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> you just complained about how bad it was, though. Back then, but to see... <laughs> Back now, then. I, yeah. Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. But uh, those those are my shout-outs. I guess now it's time for... Fact. No. 
Our. Our. That's right, our mark out moment of the week. Do you have one this week? Um, let's see. Yeah, Adrian, dang it. Neville hitting that 450 splash off of the barricade onto Ziggler was, that had me flawed. Yeah. Um, man, I, I completely marked out for that. I, um, think, I think for me it has to be... Um, it has to go to the fact that Taz is now an in is is a, is a free agent. Yeah, free to go anywhere. So happen. it'd be awesome to see him go back to WWE and do something there. So yeah, of course, maybe even uh, put him on commentary for NXT. Yeah, it's a possibility. Um, or just completely revamp your Raw team and have Renee Young with Taz and uh, someone else. So. Yeah, needs an overhaul. But uh, it's funny, we didn't actually mention it, but just to mention it on the show, when WWE released their uh, Game of Thrones parody posters of WWE wrestlers, um, House of T, I believe it was called. So awkward. Was released, and his tagline was, we coming for you. And under the, the, the bottom part where... It was describing the house and everything of Booker T. It was it, it ended with "We coming for you." Dot dot dot. Well, you know the rest. That's yeah. no longer there. It's covered up with um, "Can you dig it, sucker?" So yeah, I don't know why they what compelled them to go with that instead of the "Can you dig it, sucker?" <laughs> yeah, right. Like that has to be somebody had to have gotten in trouble for that too. Yeah, that's like it's such a marky move too. Yeah, that's what I feel like WWE.com is sometimes, a bunch of marky things. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to mention that, make mention of it, so uh, if you by chance go to the website and see the picture of the week, it's a side-by-side of the old poster and the new poster. Maybe we'll add the clip of what they had, too, after. We'll talk about yeah, it off air, though. Probably won't, but... Yeah. But thank you for tuning into this show. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for leaving your question and comments. Oh, I also marked out for the Star Wars trailer. The new for the you new Star Wars. You could follow me on Twitter at bttg161. You could live long and prosper and follow Dave on Twitter at dave the rave underscore mo. Marking out franchise. on what wrong, wrong franchise. Is that better? Better. You, you can follow us on Twitter at marking out Stitcher Radio, iTunes, markingout.com. Uh, United Podcast Network, and we wish you the best, best of in luck in your. It's best of luck in your future endeavors. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Fast, fast. You know, have a wonderful week. Fast. All right. All right.